0: Welcome to the Farm Yarns Podcast, where we rip off the filters and get stuck into some topics. Have something you want said? Let us know by email, farmyarns at farmsadvice.com.au. There'll be some of these, but there'll
1: also be some of these. He who has the most tools wins.
0: G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns, where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk, and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri business. So let's get down to it, farm yarns. We had you on previously this week, hearing everything about parts and how it can be quite a stressful environment, but the way you're working it seems to be quite well leading into harvest or planting season, whatever you are in agriculture. but. Now we're into the fun segment of Farm Yarns. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Excellent, Jack. Thank you. Great to be
0: here. 100%. And it's great to get to know the person behind the audio. You hear everything about the agribusiness. They're in, they run, they founded or something. But to hear what you do as a person is pretty good as well. So what's your morning routine to kick it off?
1: Um, Probably, uh, like most, coffee and a bit of family time uh, early on. Yep. Uh, pat the dog when I'm at home. I do travel a lot uh, in this role, so that's not always possible. So I certainly try and take advantage of, of that morning time when I am at home. Can't take the dog with you? Unfortunately, um, yeah, the airlines take a dim view to Staffordshire Terriers walking on the plane. <laughs> I that too.
0: Um, and into the next one, harvest or planning time?
1: What's your one? Um, yeah, look... Uh, 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 Probably a bit of both. I mean, I really enjoy both times of year. Uh, I think there's a greater sense, I feel a greater sense of community, uh, particularly at harvest time. You've got, you know, combine operators, um, chaser bin operators, truck drivers, you know, all the support staff around with technicians, um, you know, people keeping machines um, and people fueled. I mean, there's a real community spirit uh at harvest time and that's great fun um uh, but yeah gets a bit testing towards the end which wears people out so yeah probably harvest but i love big tractors too so seeding's right up there
0: absolutely there's probably more camaraderie around the harvest sort of period though to mm. get that crop off it's the end of the season the end of anything sort of seems yeah. better to get that finished um, but this may be, may or may not be a trick question, but what's your favourite colour? Blue, green, or red?
1: <laughs> uh, look, red and blue. Uh, I grew up a, a, a New Holland, you know, I grew up, my, my dad still owns New Holland, Ford New Holland tractors to this day. But certainly, um, you know, the red brand, starting with In- International Harvester, made a big impression on me as a very young child with my local International Harvester dealership uh i remember walking in there with dad one day getting a hay rake fixed and i saw um uh, a 986 tractor and a steiger tractor with a diff pulled out of it and i just got that smell um i got the the working environment and i said this is what i want to do and this is what i want to do it on so you could argue that i'm probably living a a childhood dream right now
0: amazing to see in the role as well but in 60 seconds, what would be your first memory on farm? May have to push that to
1: 30 as we need to get going. Um, driving a tractor. What what tractor was it? Uh, it was actually a Ford 4100. Yeah. Yep. Way back in the day? Way back in the day. Way back in the day feeding uh, hay out um, to a mob of about 130 hungry dairy cows. Absolutely. They would have munched that up.
0: and. For yourself, who's been the most
1: influential in your life? Uh, Obviously, my parents, um, you know, again, growing up on a farm, uh, but I'd probably call out a couple of high school teachers, um, Jeff Berry as my auto teacher in high school, uh, and Mick Walsh as my year 12 coordinator and maths uh, teacher. I had a former boss in the Air Force that I rate quite highly, Derek Salence, and then um you know more recently um you know my old um, dealer principal and boss at Kinway and clark in nor in maury being peter Bury. yeah they're probably the main ones and oh, i guess i've had a few more but they're the ones i i can think of right off the top yeah. of my head
0: yeah it's interesting because like you mostly do in different parts of your life you pick up different mentors along the way yeah. not necessarily just the one but ones that shaped you at that time yeah. um but What's a myth? I, I probably know this one. What's a myth you'd like to debunk about the parts industry?
1: Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that all oils are the same? Yeah. Um, you know. That's a good uh, one,
0: and not what I was thinking, but yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, there's probably two. One is that we're typically, we're not actually rare spares. Uh, we do actually have a lot. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I've got some data that can prove that. Um, but I think the other one, too, is um, is oils. You know, one, one manufacturer got the saying right, oils ain't oils, just because it's the same grade on the outside of the bottle doesn't make it the same. And it's probably one of the most interesting, um, you know, I guess commodities that we talk about and look at the job it's asked to do um, and the technology that goes into lubrication is just remarkable. And uh, it is critical that we, we make good decisions in that space because it will cost a lot of money.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you could probably crack open an episode just on that. But you could. Yeah. Moving on, what's your favourite place in Australia to visit?
1: Uh, look, I've, I've lived in a lot of places around the country and got a, spot, a soft spot for a lot of them. But Kununurra um, in northeastern Western Australia and the Ord River, that's uh, a pretty special place.
0: Yeah, I haven't been, but it's on the list. Yeah, um, do
1: it. Do what's
0: it. a tool that you can't live
1: without? um yeah again that was a re- it's really hard right um i li- live a bit KSI by I the did, motto thing. what's that
0: you've had some good answers from the case team so
1: y- yeah look i i live a bit like the motto um he who has the most tools wins um uh, probably a three eight drive ratchet actually
0: yeah going a quite good- little, that's a good one yep nice and impactful yeah. um, and how do you take care of yourself mental health is a big sort of Topic in agriculture that we're challenging. Um, yep. i want to make it a bit more consistent as well. What are some things that you do to get yourself away from those stressful environments of what harvest or planting may bring? Yeah,
1: look, it's a really good question, right? Um, and it's something that I, I I'm a motorbike. I, I love riding motorbikes, both road and dirt. Um, I think physical exercise, particularly, you know, for you myself, is my a great stress relief. Pete McCann, hey,
0: you should meet my mate Pete McCann. He's into bikes too.
1: Yeah. We do a lot of riding together. Um, So uh, yeah, there's that. Um, But I think physical exercise, you know, whatever your your sport, local sport might be. I mean, I like to get on a mountain bike, but I think that quiet downtime and I've even stopped listening to music or anything like that, riding the bike. I think that time alone in your own thoughts uh, without the distraction of music, I think is a, or anything else for that matter is a really critical um enable for me to help clear my head and you know, make sure i'm the best version of myself yeah, and you don't know and you
0: until you do that as well if you take the music out you you only know when you take your music out to sort of focus on what you're doing Cor- as well
1: correct yeah I, I know a lot of people like to 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 listen to music while they're walking or or, or riding bikes or again doing whatever but I, I maybe it's just me as i've got older But I think that time in your own thoughts, undistracted by anything else, is is a big help. Yeah, exactly. Are you night owl or an early bird? Uh, Working in a global organization, I don't really get the choice. (laughs) Uh, You know, early morning is quite often North America and late in the afternoon and evening, uh, late into the evening is quite often we're dealing with Europe. So probably more of a a morning person, but yeah, I I don't get a lot of choice.
0: Also WA. I'm having yeah, a New Zealand.
1: Yeah. yeah, New Zealand goes the other way though too. Yep. And do you have a
0: quote that you live by, or one that you've sort of recognised to shape you?
1: Uh, look, I've probably got a, a few. Probably one that I I, I think about a lot is, um, you know, when it comes to war, um, plans are useless. Um, but the process of planning is invaluable. It was a a quote coined by Dwight D. D. Eisenhower, uh, um, a general in the American army. I guess what he was trying to say was, look, um, you know, quite often when you you make a plan, it doesn't always go to plan, but the process of planning itself and gathering all the information together puts you in the best position possible to take, to make well-informed decisions on the go. And I think, you know, for what we do, that's, you know, one to live by. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good one. And
0: I talk about like, what's the farm's advice you'd like to pass on, but what's a piece of farm's advice someone's passed on to you? Um, Within business or life? Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, again, um, probably uh, one around planning uh, is, 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 uh, is right up there, but, maybe a slightly different adaptation of that is, you know, chance favours the prepared mind. Um, You know, you put yourself in the best position possible um, by doing all those little things, all the little one percenters to take advantage of a situation that might present itself. You're, you're in the best position possible to take a full advantage of that opportunity. So that's probably the one that I'd stick to. Yeah. Unreal. And have you always wanted to be in agriculture? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, yeah, in year 12, my dad said to me, he said, by all means, come back to the farm, son, but go and get yourself trade first. Yeah. I chose the Air Force um, and, and, you know, had the great opportunity to serve my country for about seven years in that space. Um, Met some great mates, learned some great things, and it's really underpinned the trade training I received in the Defence Force, really underpinned, I guess, where I am today um but you know outside of that pre-stint I've been in agriculture all my life
0: yep and your favorite piece of case machinery what's your go-to
1: uh I've got a really soft spot for a 9380 Steiger yeah uh I drove one uh, on as a laser bucket operator on weekends when I wasn't fixing them and I just you know uh, I really enjoy all the new stuff don't get me wrong and the the, the technology and the performance they've got is just remarkable but that tractor has a special place. Great
0: stuff. And if you weren't doing what you were doing, what would you be doing?
1: Uh, I think I'd still be in a dealership as a technician or a service manager. Um, I love the mechanical stuff. I fell in love with it from a very very early age. I always saw myself doing something like that. Um, I love being in regional areas. Uh, I had very fond memories of where I spent a lot of my time, you know, in in Moree. Um, Yeah, I'd quite possibly still be there yep
0: it's a great spot um to be but for yourself to end off the farm yarn what book podcast or resource have you sort of lent on um to get the most out of
1: yeah uh again another good question um look i I do read a lot um you know i i guess influences like simon sinek in particular is one that um I, i actually find a lot of Validity in, um, but there's other writers and authors around, James C. Hunter, um, Andy, I take a lot of, I guess, information and inspiration from military leaders. Yeah. Um, General Cosgrove is one of them. Andy McNabb, the writer of Bravo 2 he's written some other books later on in life that talks about his experience getting out of defence. Um, and then guys, Keith Fennell is an Australian guy as well, written a couple of books. Um, as is Ben Robert Smith, I sort of look to You know, it was um, pretty special sort of individuals um, that have coped with a lot of adversity. Um, So they're probably the main ones I'd call out. Have you seen the the American, I think he's a general
0: or something, and he wrote the book, Make Your Bed. He gave that speech at a university. Yes,
1: yes I have. Uh, Yes, (laughs) inspirational. (laughs) Yes, I can't remember his name. He was an admiral, a rear admiral. Yes, and I've used the video on a couple of occasions with with people as required. But, uh, you know, there's a couple around. Arnold Schwarzenegger has got a good one yeah. uh, as well. Um, you know, and it's it's all about doing the little things right. And, you know, you might wake up in the morning and, you know, making your bed per se and people look at military training and say, you know, there's some... I can remember having to iron our underpants <laughs> for argument's sake. Yeah. But, you know, it was all about instilling um you know a sense of teamwork um and making sure we crossed our you know dotted our eyes and crossed our h's um you know in getting the little things right those little one percenters because when you get to the heat of battle where the metal where the metal meets the meat you know it's those little things that make a big difference and um so yes yeah, so i know the one you're talking about and it is a great one
0: there's some great recommendations there and i think I might have to charge KSOH for uh, dot your eyes and cross your head. <laughs>
1: yeah. Look, I think, you know, assignments and egg one, understanding uh, the infinite game, but also if for people, um, the one on millennials yeah, uh, and understanding that millennial mindset, um, you know, I, I think is a really good one just to help us get in that mindset of, you know, what is it that they're thinking um, and how do we tap into that? Um, it's, it is a different generation, um but look—they're our next generation of leaders, our next generation of you know people that are running this country. Uh, we're ne- we're never gonna you know beat them back to the way we were growing up. All we can do is you know if you can't beat them, join them, so to speak.
0: Amazing. Well, I've never actually had a short yarn on here. Farm yarns was actually meant to be five to ten minutes max, but um, when I first started this, but yarns are great and you can't really stop them, can you? So. No. Heath, thank you so much for coming on to Farm Yarns, giving up the time and needing to duck off right now. So amazing to have you on the series, but also pretty special to have your input on
1: Farm Yarns as well. Thanks, thanks again, Jack. It's been an absolute privilege.
0: Thanks for listening to Farm Yarns. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come across and follow us at Farms Advice across all social media platforms. But also, if you know someone that has a bloody good Farm Yarn, let us know. Send us an email at hello at or DM us, message us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you find us. We will be there. Until next week, keep yawning.